Hello, everybody! Welcome to this Xbox Live episode 304, EA Access. It's in the podcast. Um, I am your host. I have returned, baby! I am back! I am so excited. I am back, and uh, I am one of your hosts, Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. And with me this week, filling in for Mr. BJ Swick 33 who just couldn't take it two weeks of having to put the show together, and he's down for the count, man. He's calling us like, oh, my computer's broke, my internet's out, whatever. The dude's just can't handle it. He can't hang. Two two weeks of work, and look at that. He's already on vacation. So uh, we got uh, Vengeful Loki filling in for him this week again. Thank you. Thank you, Bo. Welcome. Uh, It's good to be back. Hello, group. How you doing? And always with us is my good buddy, Rob. And Rob, you're muted still. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Also known as Pusar on Xbox Live. So, See, you, you kind of threw me there because normally I don't mute. I just stay very, very quiet. <laughs> but now I actually muted and I, well, never mind. And right. you never you know, sounded so good. Hey oh. oh, as I do right now, now that I am unmuted. Zing! So, my big yeah, question... Let's get Brun back. My yeah. big... Get Brun on the phone. <laughs> my big question is since we... Well, of course, we just started, so I, I don't know if anyone's in the... Uh, on the watching the live Twitch yet, but can is everything coming through okay, Rob? Did you hear? I heard, I heard you and I heard the music. All right, so the question is, can we hear both of you guys? So that's what we need to know, because we're doing something new with the audio. We're, we're trying something I hear different. myself. And how does your level sound there? Are you quiet? Because you were real quiet the last two weeks when I was listening. You were always think, very quiet. I think you're definitely louder uh, than me, but uh, I mean, the volume sounds okay for me. Okay, and go ahead, Bo. Start, start, start chat, chatting and saying something. When twenty seconds uh, from now, Rob will be able to hear you, and we'll see how your levels are. I'm, I'm hoping my level is fine. You know, through the headset, everything sounds equal, but I know in transmission that does change. Well, hopefully, hopefully we're getting everything. We're trying something new. Um, it's been, uh, hey, we can hear all of you, and the levels are good. Yes. Woo-hoo! Awesome. So we, we did something a little different this this time. Uh, we're, we we cut out some additional software that we were using because it just was killing everything on the audio. And I think the music now is probably coming through loud and clear. And our voicemails yes. will be nice and loud so you guys can all hear it. So we are going to continue Woo-hoo! functioning this way. So I'm glad to hear that uh, it is working. Thank you. Uh, all chefs appreciate, appreciate the uh, feedback there in the Twitch feed so let's move on and uh, let's just talk about uh oh before we do see now i've been gone for two weeks so everything's a little i'm all too excited but don't forget we got an amazon link out there for you guys to use that's uh, our affiliate link so when you guys purchase stuff at the your normal low low prices on amazon uh, if you use our link we get a little bitty tiny piece of that um, doesn't cost you anything. Amazon actually gives us a little bit of a little bit of a thank you in uh, financial reward for uh, you guys uh, sending you their their the traffic to them. Um, if you 
uh, are in the U.S., you can just go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. And, of course, you're welcome to bookmark that page. Um, if you are living outside of the U.S., um, you can go to our website, click on the Amazon link that is on the right-hand side, and it will auto-direct you to the local Amazon shop that is closest to you, and uh, it will automatically plug in our affiliate for that. So um, once we get some people using the U.K. and, and Spain and Germany and France and Italy and wherever else, we'll, we'll start getting some rewards to hand out to our friends over across the pond. So we, so that'll take a few months to get built up before we can get enough credit to hand out, but um, that uh, hopefully we'll have that soon available for you guys so we can include everybody, well, almost everybody, at least those in Europe and in the U.S. can be included yes. in some giveaways. So, Alrighty, so uh, what what vengeful Loki have you been playing this this week? Well, uh, three games. Uh, Wolfenstein, which um, yes. I did not think I was going to like it. I was not on board with it, actually, in, uh, until listening to you talk about it, Rob. And uh, yeah. I got it. And I tell you, I want to see it made into a movie. I want to see John Cena, oh, yeah. play, John Cena as uh, B.J. Blazkowicz. I think it'd be pretty good. Oh, there you go. Um, that would Out- be very cool, though. You're absolutely right. Outlast, psychologically terrifying. Um, do not play that with headphones on at night. It is um, one of those things that just freaks you out. And then a little slower-paced puzzle-solving game, Valiant Hearts. And How do you was, like that uh, one? It, it's a nice change of pace, actually. Uh, it's, it's informative. Um, you know, learning some of the backstory from World War One, which, you know, it's just... It's a dated piece that we take for granted, but it's uh, it's really turning out to be kind of like um, like I felt about uh, Max Curse of Brotherhood at the beginning. Just you know, one of those unknowns that jumps out and captures you. It's pretty cheap too, isn't it? Like uh, fifteen bucks. Fifteen, yeah, yeah, yep. And that's that's about it. I'm uh, just curious, hey, real quick, uh, how far along are you in Wolfenstein? Uh let's see, Wolfenstein. Stein. Stein. <laughs> I am. Oh my gosh, where am I? Um, I, I don't want to ruin anything, but um, I'm probably about halfway through. I would say. Okay. <laughs> I know it doesn't tell as, you anything. As I was playing, I thought it was halfway through for the majority of the game, <laughs> but I kept going and going and going. But yeah, it's a fantastic story, and I'm actually. Uh, what happens is. You eventually go into that bad guy's uh, uh, tower, it. and then you, yeah, yeah, and you have to make a choice on who you're going to save. It turns out that you can replay the game doing that other storyline, and I just started that. Well, that's. Are you talking about towards the beginning when they're yes. in the? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I have uh, gone back and started a second game where I chose the other person just to see what the difference would have been. Okay. But I have not finished the first character yet. It's great stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I kudos. For, yeah. Kudos love love the, the story. The, sorry. The, love the story, the character development in there. <sighs> uh, <sighs> let me ask you this. Don't you, the way that they present everything. Wake, don't you make me when get, this love fest is over. Oh, stop it. Stop it. You're just jealous. So. Don't they do such a fantastic job just getting you to like care about the characters? Yeah. And 
I mean, there's some stuff that happens to some of them. I mean, it, it's really like heart wrenching a little bit, just because you just, you get so attached to them and you you care about what's going on with them. Yeah, there's there's character development in it, and yeah. and you you do care about it, and you know it's it's not like a, a, a Call of Duty or a, a Battlefield um, campaign oh. where yeah it's a war game, but you don't care about the backstory and the way that they'll have the little flashbacks of hey. Don't you care life. about Captain Price? <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take this show solo. I can see that. <laughs> no, it just uh, you know you, it it just gives it more depth to the character and and um, I don't know it just it it's more of a, a play in a, a movie. It, not to give uh, credit to the other side, but um, the uh, Nathan Drake um, Uncharted games on uh, on PlayStation. Those are awesome. You know, it it's it plays kind of like that, to where it's almost like you're playing a movie and, and you're following this this character's progression and backstory, and that's that's what uh, Wolfenstein has has done. Oh yeah, and, and they do those, or uh, Blaskowitz does those little one-liners, and mm-hmm. they, some of them just crack me up. Yep. And uh, or how about that one part where he's in that hospital? Did you get through there? The uh, was early the, on the, the asylum where he's recovering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just how they presented that, how like the fourteen, fifteen years went by. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so clever, very cinematic. Yeah, the 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 it was the rapid, um, you know, flipping through the pages, but you uh, you'll see the the walls deteriorate, coloring on it, yep. wallpaper, the beds moved around. So yeah, yeah, it's a good, uh, excellent. It's a it's a good um, good way to show time passing. Oh heck yeah, I'm I'm. Very pleased that you like it. <laughs> uh, wingman, you got to yeah. jump on board and try it. I'm telling you. Not for 60 bucks. You know what? If if you're not happy with it, I'll cover 30 of it. How's that? <laughs> I know where you live. I can come collect. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not too far. <laughs> well, if, if someone hadn't talked me into digital only, I could lend it to you. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I think that was a zing on me. <laughs> little, little bit, little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you know, I keep hearing people talk about this thing, and I keep, you know, I keep going and looking at like Twitch replays, and every time someone's playing it, it's just like it looks so boring. Like there's nothing going on, and yeah, it looks good, but I keep falling back to Rage, where you know it was such a gorgeous looking game, but it really the gameplay itself was not fun. The game wasn't fun. Um, I, I think back of like, yeah, Doom when it first came out was fun, but Doom 3 wasn't any fun. You know, I mean, it's just like, I, I guess, and that's what I expect kind of from Wolfenstein is that there's, I'm surprised to hear you guys say there's a story. You know, I'm not used to hearing that from an id game. <laughs> so, it's, um, if it hits 30 bucks and there's like nothing else to play, I might buy it at that point, but I can't see myself buying it. You know, I bought Thief for thirty dollars and wished I hadn't. Um, so that that's going to be my 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 point for buying Wolfenstein's got to be thirty dollars. But fair enough. If I'm late to the party, oh well. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. be stubborn. So why don't you pick it up when uh, Brun gets his Xbox One? Oh, I got plenty of time then. <laughs> Because he's getting one, just not in the next... He might get it when they launch the, the next Xbox. I think he's going to yeah. get it done. Because he's waiting for that perfect price point. 
So, <laughs> and yeah. I, I got to say, I, I was cracking up when you kept bugging him last week. <laughs> you kept yeah. taking jabs at him on not getting an Xbox on an <laughs> Xbox One. I'm like, I don't even know if we should have him on the show if he's not going to get one. I mean, come on. So, but he's got a 360. He's got a couple. So, and he is the founder. Yes, he's got founder status. He was the founder of this Xbox Life. So, we got to be kind of nice to him. So even though we own everything now, <laughs> but no, yeah, Brian, we have no, we have nothing split three ways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we split it right down the middle perfectly. Yeah. We all get a half of nothing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, but and yes, I know it would be a third. Yes. So I'm being stupid. But in um, this case, half and a half third. of nothing. You can see because we get nothing, we get more. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we get a bigger chunk of the pie. We all get a half. So, all right. Um, so, Rob, what have you? Is that, or is uh, Bo? Is that all you played then? Is that That's it? All right. Yeah. How about you, Rob? Yeah, this week I've just done uh, some uh, Lego, Marvel, Disney Infinity. Just playing some uh, some of those games with my son. I'm actually kind of impressed with Disney Infinity. Just the different variety of gaming that's in there. I really wasn't expecting a whole lot, but uh, just having the different missions and all, it's its actually pretty cool. It's kind of neat having the pirates, having the Incredibles, and, you know, just all those different uh, environments. Um, other than that, I've also been, uh, uh, I got invited to that preview program about, I don't know, a week or two ago. I don't remember if I talked about it last show or not. And that's another thing that I've been kind of impressed with as well. Because you're part of that too, right? A wing? Yes. And Bo, are you part of that? Yep. Yeah, okay. So I guess all three of us are on there. But I'm just really impressed with how Microsoft has presented that and everything that they're doing uh, to, uh, I guess, further the Xbox One. And I I just have to give them props because just being part of that preview program, it kind of shows me, or at least it gives me the perception that Microsoft kind of cares about what's going on there, more there's so your prop. what there's your prop <laughs> okay whatever so you know that they're looking at these features they're uh you know trying to get feedback for them i mean this is something that at least i'm not used to i don't know about you guys because normally traditionally you know you get what you get and in most Consoles, you just get an update. Like my son's 3DS, he plays that thing. There's updates here and there. I have no idea what's added to him. Yeah. And, you know, I just figure it's just to fix some vulnerability in their store or something. You know, and otherwise, you really don't get much functionality. However, here, they're just cranking out these features and they're asking for feedback and just how the quests are set up. So you have to basically try out. Uh, new features and yeah. uh, rated at the end. It's just kind of neat. I, it, to me, it's uh, and they're innovative. telling you they're telling you what's included. Yeah. And and yeah, with the quest thing, when I first tried it, I was like, well, this is kind of dumb. But then I'm like, you know what? At least it gets you trying it. Like this last one was good because with the updates to the activity feed. I didn't even realize that you could like and share and comment and all that stuff. And I found that out by going through that, um, doing those quests in that right. review program mm-hmm. app. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. 
and there's multiple way to do things. So yeah, I definitely kudos to Microsoft for what they're doing. I think they're doing great. Oh, oh Communi- yeah. Communication is good. <laughs> exactly. And and that whole smart uh oh, what's it called? What's the mobile phone thing called? Smart glass. The yeah, smart glass. So even the smart glass has a beta app that you can run. Yeah. And just having that integration between the two is I mean, it's pretty sweet and as part of the preview program, you get to experience it just a week or two in advance of everybody else. So it's not even like, hey, these are some future features which we may or may not roll out. I mean, this is stuff that's coming, and they're basically having you test it yep. and you know, provide some feedback. So I've just been pretty impressed with that and um, just uh, there was I've been two, enjoying it so far. There what? was two updates, though, this month so far. Yeah. Because they're man, the August the August preview, dude, was brutal. Man, my my dashboard went to 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 like garbage, man. It was what do you mean? I had all kinds of performance issues. I oh, had really? video issues. I had games that wouldn't launch. I had to move a ga- I had to move Call of Duty to my internal hard drive to get it to even oh, run. Yeah. I had problems with one I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and then they came out with an update the other day, and then all of a sudden things began to work again. And now my performance right. seems to be improved. Still seeing some weird issues, but it's it was better now today and yesterday than it was uh, earlier this week. This whole week has been like a nightmare. Uh, okay. Because when I got back home, I was gone for a couple of weeks. Got home, got the system updated, and it just—I was just like, "What happened? They broke it." I mean, it just—it it was like my—it it was running like my 360. I was like, "Oh no, it's too early in the life cycle to be running like yeah. that." So, but it's—it's it's gotten better with their little emergency update they put out. Even though the things mm-hmm. they listed that they had nothing for performance, but they had to have done something because. Or whatever the other things that they fixed was impacting performance. Probably because that's now my system is working correctly. So, but uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the caveats of being in the preview program. But yeah. Anyways, we've gotten way off track of what you've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and on, on a last side note, there was one quest that I had, which was to uninstall a game and to reinstall it. Oh, yeah. So I uninstalled Wolfenstein and I reinstalled it because I, I bought that one uh over at Costco, super cheap, thirty-three bucks. Would that reach your price point of thirty bucks? Not unless it's digital. No. Okay. So. And well, it needs me, to be thirty. Enough. Thirty bucks. Yes. Yes. Thirty dollars digital, not thirty-three. I couldn't believe not how long 30 it took. Thirty in one. <laughs> oh, dude. Yes, so, I I was like doing Call of Duty, man. <laughs> I because at first when I was troubleshooting it, I did the same thing. I deleted it and like reinstalled it. It took like a day and a half. I'm like, I, yeah. what's going on, man? And that's not including the DLC. And, yeah. And here's what I don't understand: like on the 360, you could turn it off and walk away, and it would continue to install. I don't think the Xbox One does that, even though you've got background updating on. I think it shuts everything off, even though it's like on. It's still like on because I can come in. And I do that low power mode or the instant yeah, on mode. But like when I came in the next day and turned it on, that was like, oh, well, we'll resume from where we left off. I'm like, you had all night. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you, are you doing? doing? Yeah, like my Xbox said, oh, it's bedtime. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I had to wait a whole, let it run the whole day to finish installing. That's frustrating. As I was doing that, I was kind of, or as I was installing Wolfenstein, which 
that took at least a couple of hours. Because I did it sometime midday. I started it. And then I remember I came back in the afternoon and I looked at it. And it was still going. And I just was like, whoa, that's weird. It's, you know, because you figure if it's on, on DVD that it would install reasonably quickly. But I guess not. Yeah. But uh, I was going through some of the games trying to figure out, you know, which one I was going to uninstall. And I found Watch Dogs, which I also got on DVD. It Blue never Ray. finished installing. It's on Blu-ray. Yeah, okay, Blu-ray. <laughs> it never finished installing. So all really? this time that I've been playing it, I never had the full game installed. <laughs> and it must have been that because I installed it off of disk. I probably kicked it off and then you know either shut it down or walked away, and then the machine turned off. I forget. It was like 40% or something. Wow. But that's just that's just funny that I, I've been able to play the game uh, for a couple hours into it and it's not fully installed. That just <laughs> yeah. is so surprising that it would actually work. But that's part of the beauty of the Xbox, I guess. So anyway, that's well, all I've been playing. All right, so I I did a lot of gaming this week because I had lots of lost time. I was out for two weeks. So I played The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 4. Okay. And um, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the last episode, and I, I really think I'm going to probably be done with this, even though I know Season 3 has been announced. I don't know if I'll sign up for Season 3. Um, I don't know. I, I just... If I do, I might move it over to the Xbox One to see if they perform any better, or I might wait till you know the whole thing is out. But I don't know. I'm getting kind of tired of these episodic things because it's like it's great, and then by the time the next one comes out, you're like, what 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 happened the last time? What what is what was last season or the last episode? You know, and it's like I think it's too much of a gap. My brain is like I just I'm old. I'm forgetful. I can't remember something that happened yesterday, let alone three four months ago. But it was pretty decent, so I did finish that one. Uh, played some Trials Fusion DLC. I um, was a little disappointed because I'm not an expert rider, and the hard tracks are a big challenge for me. I just like the medium tracks and playing. Um, they didn't have any easy tracks on the on the new DLC. It was just medium and up, so I didn't get a whole lot of playtime because the hard tracks are too hard for me. So that kind of was a bummer for that DLC. It's kind of like regretted buying the season pass there. Um, played some Titanfall uh, with the new update I'll talk about in a little bit. Did play some Madden 25, which I will definitely be talking about later when we have our roundtable about this EA Access thing. I tried out uh, Motocross Madness. Well, I didn't say I'm Motocross Madness. I went on my 360 to download the free title. Turns out I already owned Motocross Madness. Um, I actually played... I booted it up, played one track, and got an achievement. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Something about club stuff, I think they added in. So all I had to do was probably just, you know, that's all I had to do was just run one lap, and I got an achievement for completing so many club missions or something. But um, And then I tried, I also got Crimson Dragon and Strike Suit Zero. I think that's what, the, what it was called. Um, those are the freebies this month for... Um, the Xbox One. I do not like Strike Suit Zero. It. I don't know if it's because it's the 3D. Well, not 3D. It's um. How do you? It's that space like 
there is no up and down, left and right. It, it, you know, it's that it's that sp- you're in space, so you can go in any direction, and you're trying to comp fight, play and dogfight in space, which is like I don't know. I just couldn't get the hang of that. Yeah, the, the 360 degree motion. Man. Do you get sick? No, but it's like I can't quite get the hang of it. I can't get. I just couldn't get the hang of the steering. Um, I just kept going past everybody like so fast. I'm trying to. So I, I tried a little bit, played a little bit. I I was still in the training mode, and I just like you know what I'm done with this. So I stopped. I've been playing Crimson Dragon. Don't really like it. Um, had an achievement glitch on me already in that game. I've also had uh, I've had a lot of achievements not pop as of late. Um, I don't know if that's related to these updates, but I you know I'm gonna go off on a little rant here for a moment. You would think with the next generation of consoles, or the current generation as we have, that after having achievements for, what, eight years now? What have we had achievements since 2000? Oh, nine years, right? That they could get this to work, that they would pop when you've got them done. And now with this achievement tracker, it's even more infuriating because I go in there and it shows 100% complete. And it's locked. I'm like, if the, if the OS knows that it's 100% that I've done it, why can't it go boop? <laughs> why can't it unlock it? So I've got three right now that won't pop. You know, and I've seen a lot of people complaining on the support forums. And it seems like everybody says the same thing. They'll call into Microsoft and they say, oh, wait a few days. Wait a few days? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't play for achievements, but if it's there... You know, you want to see that pop. You're, you know, you're trying to, you know, it's like, I did it. Why can't it just trigger? You know, so that's really frustrating that we're still having achievement unlocking issues on Xbox One. That just seems like it's so stupid. That's got to be something they should be able to fix. So, but anyways. Um, oh, and I did watch the season finale of Every Street United. Um two of the achievements are from that so they were zero achievements but still I did everything in that thing and two of them won't pop for me but uh, interesting interesting documentary um, I think it could have been a lot better they they, I just didn't care for the way the people that did it the way they did the thing uh, it was very pretty you know very beautiful cinema photography HD cameras the game looked great and it was fun to watch them do their 4v4 today but um you know, it kind of stinks because it, it was only eight up eight thirty minute episodes, and it's like, okay, so now we know the four people that get to try out for the Seattle Sounders. Now I kind of want to know: are any of them gonna make it? <laughs> so I, I guess I'm gonna have to go dig up, look for those guys on my own, and do some research and see what happens with them. But uh, it was a pretty good show. So interesting. Uh, I'm not a soccer fan, but it was still a very interesting uh, documentary. I recommend if someone's bored, got nothing to do, check out Every Street United. So. But other than that, that's what I've been doing this week. So, you guys got anything else, or is it time to do the news? I think we can do the news. Yep. All right. Flash. <laughs> all right. And I'm going to give you... have you... to say that thing with all, all the ships at sea. What? Isn't... Come on, in those old-time... News things they go beep, 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 flash oh. hello blah, 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 and all the ships at sea. Okay. Then they go into the news. Whatever. Watchdogs may soon be seeing some form of expansion as Ubisoft recently tweeted the following: 
our data indicates surveillance has become more prominent in high crime areas. With an image from what looks to be in-game saying, the city of Camden, New Jersey, had the highest crime rate in the U.S. in 2012. A 24-7 surveillance program is now in effect. So I don't know if this is a, uh, you know, uh, a hint of a future DLC or possible expansion to the game, but uh, we will be sure to update you when we have more. Titanfall has released a new update on PC and Xbox One. Uh, and then soon it will be to the 360. You know, there's a uh, there's always a lag time there with the 360 for that developer to um, bring it to you know bring that DLC stuff to the 360. But this new DLC introduces the black market and purchasable bo uh, burn card boosters, daily challenges, along with the mode to shuffle in the single player campaign into online play. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, trials. Uh, DLC has arrived, so the first one is called Riders of the Rustlands. This is included in the Season Pass, or it's $4.99 by itself. Riders of the Rustland takes place in a wasteland outside of the squeaky clean cityscape featured Trials Fusion's core content. Challenging riders with level layouts made up of makeshift metal platforms and rusty abandoned structures. The pack includes six new classic Trials tracks, two Supercross levels, one skill game, and one FMX track, along with a collection of 18 new track challenges. Fans of Pinball FX2, you can rejoice as I did. You'd be happy to know this game has been delayed, the Xbox One version that is, until sometime in August. Now normally we wouldn't be happy about a delay, but this delay is due to change that will make Xbox One gamers very happy if they have bought tables on the 360. Zen Studios has announced that table migration will be added to the game so that those who have bought tables like me, have bought like every table on the 360, you will be able to transfer them to Xbox One instead of of rebuying them. Thank you, Microsoft. Thank you, Zen Studios, for listening to the community. We appreciate it. All right. So, next up, if you like to buy expensive collector's editions of video games, then you'll be happy to hear that this November you will once again be given the privilege of spending up to $120 on the next Call of Duty. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare's Atlas Limited Edition is $80, includes a retail copy of the game packed in a steel bookcase. The Welcome to Atlas Advanced Soldier Manual, the bonus multiplayer map Atlas Gorge, and the Atlas Digital Content Pack, which features themed character exoskeletons and weapons. The Atlas Pro Edition for $119.99 uh, includes all the limited edition content along with an Advanced Warfare Season Pass that will digitally deliver four multiplayer map packs to players throughout the next year. Also up for pre-orders is the Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Atlas Digital Pro Edition for uh, $100, which includes all the Pro Edition content minus the Retail Edition's physical goodies. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare will hit the Xbox 360 and Xbox One on no and PC on November 4th. Uh, Codemasters um, has announced that F1 2014 for the Xbox 360 will be coming out this October. And they also went on to say that the Xbox One will get a version itself of F1 early in 2015. Gamescom is almost here, and Microsoft has promised some big surprises during the conference. The Microsoft show begins on August 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific time with a showing of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare multiplayer. This will be the worldwide reveal. Then on August 12th at 5 a.m. Pacific time, the main show will begin. And we will certainly report the following podcast on any of these big surprises that Microsoft announces. 
Mojang is thinking about adding support for player-owned, customizable servers to Minecraft Xbox One Edition. This would allow players to set up their own online worlds, which invited players could then explore in their absence. The developer says it has yet to put any concrete plans into motion, however. And that is the news! Flash. Is that better, Rob? <laughs> no. You still did it wrong. Whatever. So, all right. So let's move into our roundtable discussion. And do, guys, I tell you what, I am ready for this week's roundtables because I got, I got beefs. <laughs> Dude, you got three weeks of rants all built up in your system. You need to release <laughs> a couple, two, three. So, <laughs> but um, anyways. Xbox One gets exclusive EA Access game subscription service was unveiled this week. And it's exclusive because Sony turned it down. They didn't want it. <laughs> so, um, you can, I don't know. I, personally, before I get into the whole how this thing works and what it is, but, um, you know, the whole thing of Sony turning it down, you know, they've got their PlayStation, was it PlayStation Now, I think, as a service? to pay for service that there uh, you can play like old PlayStation games I think I think that's what it is well that's like just gone into beta as well and there Sony's claiming this is not a good value and you know for PlayStation gamers that's why they denied it I almost sort of agree with them um, I know a lot of people are disagreeing but I'll, you know I'll explain why I kind of think that this might not be that great of a deal. Um, but what the EA Access game subscription service is, if you are unfamiliar with it, uh, essentially you download this app and those that are in the preview program for the Xbox One, uh, you should have gotten an email or a, uh, Xbox Live message with a code um, that will give you access to download this EA Access app. And then once you're in there, you can look at the vault and see the vault right now. There's four games in the EA Access vault. It's Madden 25, FIFA 14, Battlefield 4, and Peggle 2. So you can go in basically and download these full games and play them. They're essentially free, quote free, um, with your subscription. Now the subscription costs $5 a month, or you can pay $30 for a year. So and they're going to supposedly add um, content to the EA Vault as time goes on. And you will also gain a 10% discount on any digital content, on any EA digital content. Um, so that's full games, DLCs, or season passes that you purchase. You'll get a now 10% discount if you're an EA Access member. And you're also going to be able to trial games five days in advance of them being released to retail. Okay, so, you know, all that really doesn't sound that bad, and you think $30 a year is really not a bad deal, you know. So I went in when this was first announced, and I read about it, and I actually got the EA Access Vault uh, program on my computer, or on my Xbox One, and as I went in to do the annual subscription, I'm like, you know what, let me read these terms of service first. And I did. I read the terms of service. And actually what I'm going to do is I want to pull up my... I posted this out on our Facebook group. 
me see if I, I should have had this up. I apologize. I actually posted everything in there that I wanted people to be aware of. But one of the things that people need to be aware of is that the games that are in the EA Vault aren't guaranteed to be there forever. They have the right... Okay, I think I think I found the article. They have the right to pull them out at any time they want. Now, yes, they'll give you 30-day notice, but that notice is going to be posted to the EA Access site. So unless you actively go out there and check it, you know, on a regular basis, you'll never know when a game is due to be pulled from the vault. Um, also, that's one of the things. Also, your subscription is on it's on an auto renewal. And if you are going to do this, don't do the $5 a month because that equates out to, what, $70 a year? Just do the $30 a year annual subscription. It's a lot cheaper. If you're paying seventy dollars, if you're paying five dollars a month for this, that's insane. That there's no value in it there. Okay. So so let's look at the thirty dollars. So we'll look at this. Uh, so first, all the first caveat is the the stuff can disappear. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, so here, here's what I stated on the on the on our Facebook group. Look at the terms of service for the EA access. It says the games that are in the vault will not be there forever. EA will change what is available to play whenever they feel like it. So if you plan on playing something that takes a ton of time, we'll say like Dragon Age, just know they may pull it after 30 days notice. Then you will you may end up being halfway through your game and now you'll want to complete it and guess what? You're gonna have to go buy it. Um, but I guess you get a 10% discount. But so say they now they've mentioned Dragon Age, Dragon Age Inquisition. It's it's essentially, and I'll read the actual article in a minute. But the way it was stated to me makes me believe Dragon Age Inquisition is going to be in the EA Vault. I do not believe it's going to be there when this game launches, when it comes new. Why would they do that? Okay, they're they're. I can see a relatively new game hitting the vault, maybe six months after it's been re released. Uh, maybe sooner, but I really doubt it would be any earlier than six months. Simply because when a new game comes out, it's just like a movie or any other piece of entertainment, like a, an audio, you know, music CD or something like that. There's what the industry calls the tail. And that's how long will sales really be active? How much money can you make? And typically, like video games, it's a week or two. And then the tail is gone. You know, they, people have bought it and moved on. You get your bulk of what you're going to make in that first week or two of re after release. Just like uh, looking the theater, you know. I never go see a movie when it's first out because everybody and their brothers in that theater. Okay. I go, I like to go right before, oh, it's looking like there's only three showings uh, on the weekend. That means this is its last weekend. Let's go see it. And guess what? I'm usually one of the few people in the theater and I get to enjoy it. So... After a certain time, they're really not going to make any money on it. Then it behooves them to put it into the vault because they're really not going to lose anything, right? And now it adds, oh, hey, look, this game's in here. It's not that old. Let me subscribe to this service. But those can disappear. Um, and we know EA wants to make money, just like every other company out there, right? Okay, so that with, with that being said, this still might be a cool idea as you do get discounts for your digital downloads and stuff. But... This looks like a way for, for my opinion, for uh, you get a discount, okay? 10%. Think about it. You paid 
So, and you get, if you, to get your $30 back, and you get a 10% off discount, so say Dragon Age comes out, Battlefield Hardline comes out, you're going to get 10% off a $60 title, okay? And it's digital, so now you got to buy digital to get that discount. So, that's what? $6? Okay, so you've got to buy five retail games to break even. And then all those games in the vault are now essentially free. Okay? That's within a year's time. I may not buy five EA titles. You know, maybe I'll buy it, maybe I won't. But if I do, and say I buy six, okay, is it, you know, there's really, to me, there's not a big value. It's not like, woohoo, I just made $500 of free games because they can pull these. They may only keep four in there at a time. We That's the thing is we don't know how many games are going to be in the vault. Will they continue to add? Will it be six, seven? Will that vault grow? Or is it going to be four that they recycle? Like, I got like, like that, four, had my hand in front of it. Or that they're going to keep rotating. We don't know yet, and they're not sta- stating it. Now, someone in our group uh, said that there was uh, that one of the developers or whatever from EA uh, tweeted that they're not going to pull stuff out of the vault, that it's just in their terms of service that they have the right to do it to protect them later on. That could be the case. If that's the case, and they add stuff to the vault... Then in time, maybe a year from now, then it would be a really good value. However, your auto renewal, it states that your auto renewal will renew at the current cost of what it is for the subscription. So right now it's $30. It doesn't mean a year from now that it might not be $60 or $100 for the service. It's going to auto renew at whatever EA sets that price a year from now. It will not stay at $30. Isn't that a boilerplate uh, statement, though? Uh, Xbox Live says the same thing. I yes, yes. You're gonna gonna exactly. It's just things. And all I'm saying is like I'm not criticizing the EA access. It's just I wanted to. You know, everybody was like, "Ooh, this is awesome. This is great. I get all this free stuff." And I'm like, "Wait a minute." So it's like I said, I'm posting this just so people understand. Those games could be pulled whenever they want to pull them. Yes, they'll give you 30-day notice only if you actively go out to check to see if anything's being pulled. They have the right to upgrade, update that price. And when you subscribe, whether it's 5 or $30, it's an auto-renewal. So they're going to bill you every month or every year. Now, yes, you can drop out any time, but you're going to have to go figure out how to do that, okay? The 10% discount, I, I don't see that as a benefit because I'm going to have to spend a lot of money just to break even before I'm really getting any kind of discount. You know, that that's kind of the way I look at it. Now, some people can say, yeah, but I'm getting to play Madden, FIFA, and Battlefield, and Peggle 2. Well, that's great if you didn't own any of them. I own two of them already. So all I got were FIFA and Madden, which I never planned to pay for. Now, I did join this for a year, and, the, and I had, when I first decided I was going to do it, I actually didn't. I said, no way, I'm not going to do this. Then I thought about it a little bit more, and I'm like, well, for me... It would be it'd be good for me to do it because I could report to the community how, you know what it's like. How is it working? Does it work very well? And it gives me a year to report of anything new or and if anything's pulled, I'll actually be engaged in it for at least the next year. That's the reason I did it. So I did it for you, okay? The community, our fans. See, I'm putting on my own hard-earned money, and I, I, that was actually my own cash. I didn't even—I should have tapped into the old Amazon bank there, <laughs> but um, I didn't. So, 
you know, those are just things I wanted to bring to light. Um, you know, I, if they add to this and don't keep these four games, or they keep these four and they continue to add to it, then I think, yeah, this is a really cool idea. Um, a game like Dragon Age, um, I would there's not anything I plan to buy, but if it's in the vault, I'll pull it down and try it. I actually pulled down FIFA 14. haven't played it yet because I've been trying to get Madden to work. Um, had a lot of problems with Madden not working, um, but um, I'll go into that in a minute. Um, let's see. I think that was it. So, you know, all I'm saying is be aware of the terms of service. Be aware of what this is because they have posted it there. The price can go up. They can pull the games. Um, but other than that, I think it is a way... Oh, also, one other thing. The, one of the other benefits is that you can play a week in advance. However, reading the terms of service, it's a, it's a timed um, within a within that five day window prior to release, you have a timed limit to play. So like and that an time limit's two hours. It they stated I read it. Uh, I think it was in the terms of services where I read it. It was two hours. So you don't get a whole week in advance. You're going to get to play the game for two hours and that's it. Now the nice thing is is that any leveling up you do or anything you earn will migrate into the final game, if you will. So it's like they're not giving the full game a week ahead. You're getting, like, a level. Or, you know, you might be getting the first level of the game. You're, you're only going to get two hours to play. So it's time-limited. And you can play that two hours anytime you want in that first five days prior to release. But then anything you gain will migrate. So it's not you know, like a typical demo, like we just had... Um, what was it, Destiny? Or was playing Destiny? They lost all those stats and everything. So, say, you know, Mass Effect comes out and they let you see that. Okay, you're going to be able to play Mass Effect five days before it releases. So, you're going to get to, pl you're going to demo it, if you will. You're paying to play the demo. Okay. And you're only going to get two hours of it. But then, if you truly decide to buy the game when it does release, Everything you did in that demo time will transfer over into the final retail game that you download. That's kind of nice. Um, and then you'll get the 10% discount, which is also kind of nice. So, you know, I'm not trying to bash it. I'm certainly not, you know, and I think some people kind of get, you know, people get a little, you can't say anything on Facebook or on the Internet without people going, ah, you're wrong, blah, 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 how dare you say that? It's like, dude, I'm just stating facts here, making people aware, not criticizing it at all. I've actually paid it for I paid thirty dollars and I'm in for a year. So, you know, I'm gonna give it a shot. I had a lot of issues with Madden. It seems to finally be working, and I won't even go into the EA support issue I had. But so now I've I've rambled for a long time on this. Bo, what do you think of this EA Access program? Well, um, here's the thing, and and I'm right with you on Thief. You know, we spent thirty dollars on Thief and we were robbed. So. With this, $30 for a year, I don't see an issue with it. Uh, I, I think the reason that Sony passed on it, if you if you take Sony Japan, their demographic is more the RPGs and games of that nature, where EA is more of the sports game, so it's just not the same demographic there. Um, sports games are, are funny. Um, you either love them or you hate them. Me, I can play them a little bit, but it's not my passion, so... I would probably spend $30 a year, and if I ever have an itch one day to play a sports game, it's there for a year. It's not a big deal to me. 
to uh, to play it. Um, so I, it this is almost like uh, Gamefly Lite, I guess you could say. You uh, you have your subscription, you you get yeah. your games, and you get your discount if you want to buy the game. Um, what what I see though is most people are going to pay that thirty dollars rather than the five dollars a month for seventy. So if you take say a million people, that's that's thirty million dollars cash up front for EA. Yeah, it's 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 still they're going to make money. Lots of people jumped on this already. You know. Um, I mean, there's other publishers that I would much rather pay thirty dollars a year to play their vault of inventory, but um, you know, soft or something that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it depends on what they put in the vault too. Even even if you get Ubisoft, it might be oh, here's Assassin's Creed One. Well, this is on Xbox One, so what are you going to have in the vault for Ubisoft on Xbox One? I, Watch Dogs. I mean. At least EA's got a big library. I mean, they've got several titles out there. Like Need for Speed, I would expect to be appearing in here sometime soon. You know, that was what wasn't that a launch title? So I think Need for Speed will show up. Um, Plants vs. Zombies will probably, you know, Garden Warfare will probably show up eventually. Um, let me pull this article up. They talked about Dragon Age, Inquisition, NBA Live 15, NHL 15, FIFA 15. Um, let's see. Oh, those are those. Those will receive trials. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. Those aren't coming to the vault. Those are going to have trials. So, you're going to be able to play two hours of Madden, uh, NFL, NHL, FIFA, NBA 15, and Dragon Age Inquisition. You're going to be able to trial them and play them for two hours. And then you can purchase them at a discount if you want. So... The one thing is at least with this, at least you're getting to be able to do a trial, but it doesn't mean every EA game is going to have a trial. But I would hope that they would now that they got this access program. Because then at least I can demo stuff now. I can demo Dragon Age Inquisition if I want. And if I'm like, dude, this game rocks, then I can buy it. Which, that's one thing I don't like right now is that this Xbox doesn't have demos. They don't require them anymore. I'm not going to spend money. I may have already owned Wolfenstein if they had a demo of it. <laughs> so. And a two-hour trial, that's a fair amount of time to decide if you like a game or not. Yes. Yes, it is. So what do you think, Rob? Well, at first glance, like when they announced this, it seemed like, oh, man, that's a pretty cool idea. And when I looked at it further especially to see what some of those beginning games were in there. Um, I'm definitely not excited about any of those games. Well, of the ones that I would enjoy, Peggle 2, I already have. The other, and Battlefield, I'd probably like that as well. The football and the uh, football games, they're, they're kind of just not my thing. I don't, not that they're bad, I just don't care for them too much. So... I don't see value initially in this. However, that could definitely change. And 30 bucks for a year, that's not bad. It's it's half the cost of a retail title or you can probably figure it out as being like 10 cents a day <laughs> or however you want to do the math. So like for me, I I'm passing on it for the time being. There might be some point where it's worth it down the road, but 
Uh, it just does not interest me with what it offers currently. Yeah, and I think if if it does continue to grow, if the vault gets bigger, then yeah, yeah this is definitely a really cool idea. And it, just in that aspect that you can go back and play older games, um, they might pull Madden 25 out when they decide to put Madden 15 in there. You know, I, yeah. I don't see them keeping multiple Madden games in there, but you know, they do retire their sports games after just a couple of years. So, you know, I don't know if we'll always have a, a sports game in there, but I would think the last year's version will probably always be in the vault. But, um, you know, it could be a way to try some stuff and maybe play games that you wouldn't normally buy. Um, and you're paying to essentially pay to play a demo. Um, but yeah, it's not bad if the price doesn't, it doesn't go up. I got to make sure I'm, paying attention next year because I don't want to renew at $60 or you oh, know, yeah. more. If it stays at $30, that's not bad at all. And one thing I wanted to add as well is that this program, especially if the vault grows, it's really going to be good for people that spend a fair amount of time gaming because if you can finish a game that's in the vault and you can just crank through it in a week or whatever, that's going to be a fantastic value because you can just go through all of the games probably fairly quickly. Uh, so that's it's probably a pretty good deal for people like that. However, I, on the other hand, I don't play as often as I would like. So if I get in, let's say, an hour a day, that'd be just fantastic. And that's... I don't think that... You're not going to get your money's worth if you take two months to finish a game. You know what I'm saying? If you play these games too slowly, the value isn't there as if you tore through them real fast. Right. Well, here's here's the thing. This is an Xbox One exclusive, so we're still early in the life cycle. That's EA doesn't have that many Xbox One games. That's why the vault offering is not as big as you'd like it to be at this point. You're not going to go back and play right. last year's sports game because it's not an X One Xbox One game. Right. I was surprised to see Battlefield in there. Yeah. To be honest. Um, that's a pretty big title. You know, and FIFA. I mean, but they gave a lot of copies of FIFA away. But the thing, again, is like like I mentioned about the tale. At this point, those games have pretty much sold what they're going to sell. You know, the, what, the people that are buying Battlefield or FIFA or Madden or at this point, and Peggles, I don't even think that's not even on a di uh, retail release yet. Those other three, you know, people have bought them already. Those that really wanted them. So they're not making, you know, and if anybody's buying it now, they're buying it in the bargain bin or they're buying it at half price or, you know, so it doesn't hurt EA to do this at this point. So once it's tailed off and they're not making anything, they, there's no reason why they couldn't throw it in the vault. So exactly. I'm, I'm curious to see when, you know, so here's the thing. I got in at the start of it. It's, it's in beta at the moment. Um, yep. And we'll see. A year from now, if there's still this is four games, I'll be canceling. You know, it's not worth it. If they've added stuff and these four games are still there and they continue to add and there's two or three, four times the amount of games there, I'll probably stick with the vault if I'm, if I'm playing them. So... Uh, for one, I'm glad that they tried this program. It's nice to see something new, and I'll call it innovative. It, it's the, just nice the thing to see. Is it. It's subscription. I think that's my biggest thing. It's like I don't know if you guys ever think about it, but it's like the world has really changed, and we're in a subscription-based service. TV used to be free. 
now we pay subscriptions for our TV. You know, we got to pay monthly for your cell phone, monthly for your internet. We in in your video games are now you're paying for online access, and now you you know the the radio used to be free. Now people pay for Sirius XM radio. Uh, mine actually, I had a free trial with my new truck, and I, I you know I've got the I've got here it is. It's sitting right here. Um, hey, you're gonna expire. In fact, I think I expired a day or two ago. I'm like, do I really want to pay for radio? When it's, I already got FM in my car, you know, I'm like, it's just another subscription. It's just another monthly bill. And that's, you know, at least this is pretty cheap and it's annual. But when EA does it and it, they make money, guess what? Ubisoft's going to do it. Activision's going to do it. Everybody's going to start doing it. And then you're getting, and then it kinds to lead up to pretty soon. I could see it leading up to you pay a subscription service to pay play EA games get away from we're not even buying in retail anymore now you're paying a subscription service to play their games period you know yeah. so there you know that's could be where this is going but once one does yeah. it it's good for one do you want to pay for every developer or i mean every publisher out there you know ea and ubisoft and activision and you want to pay plus xbox live that I, you know, you see where I'm saying. I think we might yes. start to go. Hey, I can't afford five hundred dollars a year for subscription services to play video games. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to be a lot more choosy, and you know, at some point too, some of these can change from a subscription to a utility. Like if you think about internet service. To me, an internet service is not like subscribing to cable or whatever. It's a utility. <laughs> it's a must-have, along with electricity and gas. Dude, so it's, it's like different yeah. perception to these. It's like back when I remember back. Remember when I first got my TiVo? You, yeah. you, yeah, okay. I had to basically fight with my wife. You know, come on, we gotta have TiVo. I had to, I had to justify the cost. Now, if I tried to pull it out of our house, dude, she would probably kill me you know it's become one of those things it's like you said it's a necessity you know and before you so, know it it's you're paying yeah. for something every month or every year that you never needed or had before and that's you know that's the thing what is this is kind of cool it sounds great but when everybody else gets on board and all of a sudden we're like man we have to pay subscription services to all these companies then are we you know why am i paying for xbox live if I gotta pay EA and Ubisoft to to play their games, anyways, yeah. it's it. We're gonna get buried under subscriptions. So I I kind of, you know, kind of I like what they're doing, but at the same time, I'm trying to be very you know open minded and thinking about what is this, where is this going, what's really in it for me. You know, they're not they're doing this to make money. They're they're making money on yep. this, so they they don't have the gamer in mind. Okay. You know, we like to think that these companies are all run by gamers and they're all gamers. Themselves. They're not. They're a business. They're in it to make money. The developers yeah, are gamers, not the publisher. <laughs> right. Yeah, the publishers just look at numbers on a spreadsheet. And That's right. They don't care about anything unless it's got a big number next to it. You know, well, here's a here's a question for you guys. So with this program being 30 bucks a year, if someone is new to the Xbox, they just pick up their Xbox One, they're looking for some games, 
and they want Battlefield 4. Do they, A, buy Battlefield 4, or do they subscribe to this access program? I would say subscribe to this program. If if you want Battlefield, and you're planning to buy the season pass and get all the DLC, and you really want that game, I say why not? You pay thirty dollars. You're gonna get four. You're gonna get Battlefield Four plus three other games, and then you're gonna get a ten percent discount on that season pass. So right. why but, not? But there's a risk. There's a risk that Battlefield may get pulled one day. Right. So what happens? If you have Battlefield Four, you buy the DLC and it gets pulled. Then you That's your then risk. you gotta buy then you buy it either digitally at whatever the cost is for the game then, or you go find it for you know twenty thirty dollars at you know your local video game store. Ten, yeah. Or ten or ten dollars, <laughs> you know, and buy the physical media. I mean that's yeah, that is the risky run. You know. But you know, it's we'll see. Maybe they'll stay there. Yeah, because like I said, that they've they've made their know. money on it. I, I can't really see them pulling at Battlefield next week. Yeah, but you're not going to see new games in here. It's the vault. It is not like when Dragon Age comes out. It's not going to be in the vault. You will not see new games in here. You will, what we're probably going to see added. I would expect to see like Need for Speed. I'm sure will end up in the vault. You know, right. sometime in the future. Um, and. I'd have to, I don't figure, know what else they have out there that they've released. Um, you figure if what's in there right now, if there's any kind of indication, then like right now, the games that they're putting in there are primarily what, like eight, nine months old? And that's just because they have to put those in for the program. You know, they can't put anything older in there. Well, these are release titles, but yeah, I mean... Exactly. You know, we're... We're only. Uh, how, when did the Xbox come out? Wow, November twenty second. It's been almost a year, dude. No, it's nine months. We're in August already. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking like the Xbox One's like, oh, we've only had it a couple months. Man, <laughs> it's already. We're almost back to Christmas time again. <laughs> this year has flown. So yeah, I mean, they'll add a few more, but. You know, we might even see some art, like arcade titles. I don't know if they've got, you know, maybe not. Not. I don't know if they have any smaller stuff. I don't think they've released any smaller stuff. I think it's all retail that they have. But I'd have to go look. But mm -hmm. like Plants vs Zombies and Need for Speed, I could see hitting by the end of the year. They might hit the vault. So. And again, if they give you the retail game, and someone gets this and they're like, ooh. Madden was awesome, or, or we'll go with Battlefield. Ooh, I didn't buy Battlefield. Now I get it free. This is a great game. I love it. Ooh, there's DLC. Let me buy it. They just they just got you to buy more money, or spend more money. Right. I mean, so, like I said, they can give you the retail game for free. And that's what, if you notice, a lot of the Xbox, Xbox 360 games that you get for free, a lot of them mm -hmm. have DLC. And when you go to download it, right there on the same page is, here's these DLCs. If you like the game and you got it for free, you might be inclined to spend money on that game, and continue. You know, the, and the publishers and developers will still continue to see money. So it, it is good. Uh, I think a good access of revenue. People just need to be aware of what they're getting. And like I said, it's beta. We got to see if 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 the vault grows. And if it does, I think it's a. I think it is a good program. So. Fair enough. All right. Anything else on that, Bo or Rob? 
our... I was I was gonna say, you know, what's not a good program is the next topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of bad programs. <laughs> Speaking of bad programs. Well, I won't even go into, like I said, I had some issues with, before we jump into that, I did have some issues with Madden not running, but I'm, I'm kind of convinced that those issues may have been related to the dashboard update that I had so many issues with, because once I got the new update, all of a sudden that game started to work. So, it, I don't, or maybe there was a background update to EA Access itself that corrected it, but I don't know. But if you are an EA Access, just remember it is a beta. <laughs> so, well, we could see some hiccups. But yes, Bo, why don't why don't you uh, why don't you start us off then on this next issue? Well, our uh, our favorite game store we love to hate, GameStop, is reportedly introducing a new credit card, and uh, it is it is geared towards the. Um, younger uh, generation of gamers. Now, the problem is the interest rate is going to be 26.99%, which is about double the current average uh, market average. And it will be tied with the company's Power Up Rewards program and will get this reward customers with 5,000 points for basic members and 15,000 if you're a pro member. Um, so far, the uh, the exact details as far as when it's going to be released, they're uh, unknown at this point. But um, they are saying that if you are a Power Up member, you are automatically uh, pre-approved for the card. Thoughts? Hmm. Well, well, isn't isn't twenty six point nine nine the highest allowed by law? I, I think now it is. It used to, yeah. you know, before they passed the laws, it was higher, but. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you um, you know you take a look at that percentage and, and you don't think anything of it, but you buy sixty dollars games here, maybe a game system, whatever, you run it up, you pay the minimum, you're you're paying astronomically by the time you pay that card off if you pay it off, and with uh, younger people that um, that get the card that just don't um, they're not aware of what damaged credit can do, it's um, it's going to be bad. Great for GameStop, or, uh, but it's going to be bad for uh, for the individual. Well, or it's it's good for the bank that yes. I, does it. I gotta the one thing is I I'm I'm with you, Case. So don't get me wrong. I think this is crap, and there's no way I would do this. However, I can't I can't lob fireballs at GameStop for the interest rate because if you look at your Best Buy cards and any other non-major credit card. You look at most of your store cards, most of them will be in that 20, 23, 24 to 27% interest rate. True. Very so true. it's it's not, so yeah, it's like, what? But then again, well, who isn't doing that? You know, and there's even major credit cards that are charging in the 20% range. You know, they'll be like, oh, we'll give you a 0.3% interest, but you one day late on a payment, bam, you're in the 20% range. That's like, that's why we, I'm like, credit card debt free baby I'm like I'm done paying somebody else it's time to pay myself <laughs> you know but they're you know this is what they do so I can't really ding them for that it doesn't surprise me um, everybody's doing that so I don't really think I, I can't come at it as like oh GameStop's evil yeah it's ridiculous but so is every other credit card out there so 
Um, and yes, they're going to do their tactics to, you know, their hard sell, and they're giving you these stupid bonus points. I was a pro, I was a member for a long time. I never used any of those things. I never cashed them in. It's like, what are you going to get out for fifteen thousand? You might get oh ten dollars off a, off of a used game or something. What do you do? You know, I'm like, yeah. you know, they're going to make it all back up with a twenty seven percent interest. You could so. probably get Wolfenstein for thirty dollars. <laughs> Trade your points uh, in. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, here's here's the thing. You know, your your Home Depot, your Lowe's, uh, even your Best Buy, Bed Bath and Beyond, whatever. All these secondary stores that have their credit cards, and again, their interest rates higher. That's going to be geared more towards somebody in their late twenties, thirties. You know, it's kind of settled. Right. Video game credit card is geared towards the college student. As soon as you turn 18 and you're responsible for your own credit, that's their demographic. I'm simply saying the majority of those people aren't credit aware and they're going to spend, they're going to max it out, they're going to pay the penalty and pay a lot more. And and it's, you know, it's almost like bubblegum flavored cigarettes, you know. It's right. It's a uh, it to me it comes across you throw GameStop at it, you throw the card, regardless of throwing their name and you know association with it, it's targeted to a younger demographic that's not necessarily ready for the um, high-interest credit cards. You know, Bo, you bring up a very good point, and I was kind of thinking along the same lines, where this card is really, like you said, geared towards somebody that really doesn't have a credit history, which to me is very negative of that interest rate, the 26.99, because they said that everybody that's part of the programs is is pre-approved. So there's an incredible amount of risk with that because, uh, you know, just because you take out a credit card doesn't mean that you'll pay the bill, unfortunately. And for the majority of people that have an established card or history or whatever you want to call it, they're going to look at this thing and they're going to go, I'm not going to bother. Why am I going to get this card that is good at one store, let alone GameStop, where let's say you buy used games, you drop 30, 40 bucks on a game. You're either going to pay cash or you're going to put it on your you know, regular bank visa or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So the interest rate is probably fitting for the risk that they're taking, giving it to everybody, and it's marketed at people that probably don't have credit cards, they don't have um, that history, that credit history where they can purchase stuff through credit. So um, that's probably some of the reasoning as to why these things are as they are, mm-hmm. numbers wise and all. Yeah, and don't forget too, like it was pointed out in our Twitch chat room right now, uh, Al Shep said that, you know, they probably didn't have a choice that the interest rate would be set by the finance company that's backing yeah, the card. So exactly. It's, it's, by it's the bank. not, yeah, it's a bank that's actually running that. It's not GameStop. Well, I'm sure will make money off it. Don't get me wrong. It's, but it's probably not a lot. They might get money for anybody that get, gets a new card. They might get a bonus for that, but by having it available, they might be able to get people to buy more stuff or they're going to sell more product. And the bank probably makes all of that, Finance, you know, that interest rate probably all goes to the bank. Yep. Probably, maybe, maybe some go back to GameStop, but 
you know, I'm sure they're going to get something for doing the program, but, you know, it's just them probably thinking, hey, we can offer our customers another way if they if they want to, yeah. to get something, like buy a new console or buy two consoles. <laughs> yeah, those bank and retailer relationships are really kind of interesting because I remember back in the day when you and I were at Circuit City, how they had that uh, Circuit City credit card, yep. and it was uh, financed by... FNANB, 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 yeah, as, as we used to call it, and like even with that, and granted, this is how Circuit City worked. You know, doesn't mean that every retailer works like this, but when you even purchased something, uh, let's say you purchased a TV and it came with you know one year no interest on your Circuit City card, the bank got that interest; they got all of it. However, Circuit City paid it. So the bank gets their money no matter what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just depends on who it comes from. And in this case, they're going to get their money. Because since they're the ones that are shouldering that risk, not GameStop. Right? Right. So, eh, it, and is, I, and it I, is what it is. And I can't see these credit limits being very large. I imagine the majority of people only get like a couple hundred bucks, if that. Two fifty, five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I would say five hundred or a thousand. I mean, the console is five hundred dollars, so they probably want you to be able to at least buy a console and a few yeah. things. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I I would think it'd be maxed out at a grand. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like I remember when I got my first credit card in college, it was seven hundred bucks, and for me, even at that time, that was a lot. And it was maxed out, what, the next day? <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> a week later. So, all right. So just, again, you know, we're not beating up on GameStop. It's, um, But we're just trying to make you guys aware of the fine print. So, you know, be sure to make smart decisions in your gaming out there, whether it be buying a credit card or if you're going to, if you're going to charge it, it's probably best to use uh, a, you know, I don't want to give any bank credit so or any uh, free advertisement so just use the credit card of your choice that might not be a store specific credit card <laughs> so you probably get a better interest rate so that's your TXL tip of the day right so. sure alright so our last round table and uh, we need to get a truck in here I'm going to let Bo go over this one because this one actually came uh, courtesy of him, this uh, this whole story, and I thought this was interesting, so we'll let him uh, chat this one up. Well, this this was kind of a uh, an interesting find. I um, cleaned out the pantry this past week, and uh, up on the top shelf, you know, stuff I haven't touched in a long time, I found a mint condition, I don't think I even read it, Game Pro Magazine, dated October 2006, so just about eight years ago. <laughs> And the topic in it was graphics, PS3 versus 360. And the question was, when you place games from the Xbox 360 and the PS3 side by side, is there any difference in graphics? The answer, this is debatable. Sony claims that the PS3 and its cell processor are way ahead of the Xbox 360 technologically, but the truth of the matter is that both consoles are quite comparable in terms of raw power. The multi-core cell processor is clocked at 3.2 gigahertz, and the Xbox 360's Xenon has three cores and is also clocked at 3.2 gigahertz. 
Both consoles have a total of 512 megs of RAM, and Sony gets a little advantage with a 550 megahertz GPU compared to the 500 megahertz of the 360. Sony also boasts that the PS3 can perform a 1.8 tera teflop, a tera floating point operation per second, whereas the 360 can perform one, but it's actually it actually evens out as the 360 has more memory bandwidth. It all sounds complicated, but really the two consoles are very similar in pure power. The biggest difference in graphics is in the output. The PS3, the $599 model, has HDMI out for digital output in 1080p, and Blu-ray discs can potentially store more than 20 times more data than the Xbox 360's DVD drive. But considering how many people actually own 1080p-capable TV sets, most people will not get that extra bonus, and in actuality, only the HD enthusiasts will be really be able to tell the difference between the 720p and 1080p. That said, I've seen lots of gameplay from both consoles and can say that graphics are similar. I would probably give Sony the slight nod, judging by games like Heavenly Sword and MotorStorm, but Stranglehold and Gears of War look good on 360. It's a tough call. So, here we are, next generation, current generation, whatever you want to call it, years later, <laughs> and it's, it's the same argument. So I just thought it was, you know, interesting that um, back then, and of course the uh, the speeds that they were talking about, just how far we've changed in in one generation. Yeah, I think it's interesting. What I liked in that article was, you know, the H HD enthusiasts will really be able to tell the difference between 720p and 1080p. I myself don't think I would be able to honestly tell the difference. Maybe, but. I don't think it's going to make a difference when I'm playing a game. I mean, uh, games were fun back on the Atari 2600. I mean, that was far from HD, man. <laughs> you oh. remember, remember Combat? <laughs> you were launching a square. Well, your big square launched a smaller square at the other big square at the other end of the TV. So it, it's just, I think it's kind of stupid. It's funny that they're the, that you found that article. And uh, the same type of argument was still going on back then and as is now. And mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. I don't think it really matters. It's are there good are there games to play? Are they fun to play? Does the system work? You know? Or do you enjoy it? Are you getting value out of your money? That's what it comes down to. So I'd say yeah, I've gotten my money's worth out of my Xbox One. I really enjoy it. I only want the 1080p games just so we can stop all the stupid, you know, Sony people bashing. It's like over a stupid thing. It's just kind of like, you know, it'd be like, oh, my box is blacker than yours, or mine is shinier than yours. Do you care? They're both sitting on under a TV that's got an, in, you know, and they both have an inch of dust on them. Does it matter? You can't tell which one's shinier or which one's blacker under the dust. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It's it's stupid. So it's like yep. I, I just tired of hearing all the news stories about it. That's the only reason I want them to just make them even. So. Well, it, it, and here's the thing. Back then, the PS3 was six hundred dollars for the HDMI. Yeah, and the, and the 360 was what four hundred, right? Yeah, but they're they're ripping. Uh, the hundred dollar difference on this generation, <laughs> which is less than the last one. <laughs> yeah, it was two hundred dollars. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's just so asinine because you know they they 
all the whole PS3 generation. Oh, you guys got to pay $50 a year for online. Well, guess what they're doing now? Like, Sony's following... As much as they say they don't follow anybody, or they're, they're for gamers or whatever, they're following the Microsoft playbook. Microsoft's well, making a gajillion dollars on fees, so they're like, hey, let's tap into that. And that's what they're doing. You know? You know, you pay $50 a year for something that works. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was it was yeah. years years before they could they uh, had uh, cross game chat ability. Yeah. And you know they they kind of uh, swept the whole break in or, or uh, you know the system network was down for days weeks when they had the weeks uh, the security yeah, weeks. breach yeah it was yeah. weeks. Uh, Xbox has not experienced that they have good Knock security. Knock on wood. Knock on yeah. wood. Everybody, quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, why is my Xbox turning on? So but, uh, it well, could happen. To, it could happen. I mean, it, it, we're starting to see lately. It seems like we've had several outages of different things recently. I mean, as a network grows bigger and you get more people on it, and there's you know more opportunity to break. So you know, it, it stinks that that happened to Sony. I don't laugh at them about it because it was the gamers and consumers that had their their data compromised. You know, hopefully it doesn't happen to to Xbox, but it could. It's the world we live in, but it could also happen, you know, my GameStop credit card could be compromised. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. and, I, and I know at the beginning of the program, you said that uh, you'd experienced some uh, some difficulties with the, um, you know, the updates and everything on the system, but I, I will give Microsoft credit. How many updates have we had? What's the system evolved into? Oh, yeah. And, you know, where's, where's PS4? And some of their biggest fans have, finally remark the same thing. They pretty much have the same system they had a year ago. Yep. And ours has has grown exponentially. Yeah, I, there was an article. I think someone posted in our Facebook group this week about that, that Sony people are actually starting to say, hey, how come Microsoft's getting a look at all these things that they've added to theirs and we've had like one or two updates and they didn't really add much. It's so, you know, it is. It, it's and I think we've got a better game library. You know, so we've got. I think we got more games to play. I know several people that have PS4s, and they're like, "I don't even touch it. There's nothing to play." So we'll see. It's it's it's. You know, yeah, PlayStation right now is out selling the Xbox One, but guess what? We're about to launch. We here I do it again, like I'm Microsoft. Microsoft's about to launch the Xbox One in China. That's a billion people, man. <laughs> That's over a billion people yeah. that are now going to have the ability to buy an Xbox One. And there's Chinese developers on board writing software and games for the console. So they're writing Chinese games for Chinese audience. I I think, you know, and my understanding, I know Sony's going to release there too, but I don't know their date yet. I don't know if they have a date yet. I have not seen it. And this, uh, we're... Uh, we're yeah. <laughs> Dude, Microsoft needs to pay me. I keep thinking I, I work for them. Uh, we're going to launch in uh, China here in September. So uh, Microsoft is going to get a head start in China, it seems like. So that could really seriously, if it goes well, could really quickly close that gap. You know? It just depends on how the Chinese are going to take to an American company, console company. I don't know. But I don't think the Chinese like the Japanese either, so they might not want to buy uh, a Nintendo or a PlayStation. We, we, I mean, we could have a good foothold. We see, I did it again. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> 
Oh, Microsoft has a good, I think has a really good opportunity there, you know. So we'll see what happens. But, all right, I think that's it. It's unless you guys got any further comments. Nope. All righty, so let's hop over to our community, and we do... So check us out on Facebook. Just look for This Xbox Life, where you can type in that URL you see there on your screen. If you'd rather do that, I'd rather just search for This Xbox Life. we got a growing community, lots of great people out there. So jump in, give your gamer tag. We have a gamer tag database in the group, so you can match up people's real names to their gamer tags, so you can try to get to know them better. Uh, we also do have Twitter account, so you can follow us on Twitter. We uh, also have a voicemail system set up, and uh, go to our website and click the voicemail box on the right-hand side. It says send us voicemail, and you can have your voice in the call. Now, we are going to try to play one right now, and this is from Catflap1970. Uh, he's the one that wrote in about the um, 3D question that we answered a few weeks ago, so let's, let's hear what he has to say. Hi guys, great show, and uh, thanks to the community for answering the 3D questions I posted a couple of weeks ago. I have two simple questions for you. Do you think the Xbox One's audio commands are going to be pushed more? Do you think they're going to enhance the capabilities? Because to be honest, when I come back home and I say Xbox One, the TV comes on, surround sound, the console, and the cable box all comes on. It's a great facility and I believe it could be pushed more as they wanted the Xbox One as the media console. Second question is, by using the Xbox One as the media console, you hit an immediate problem. If you want to play a game on your Xbox One and your partner wants to watch a cable show, you have an, uh, a clash of interest because you cannot do both at the same time if you truly use the Xbox One as the media center they wanted you to do. They should have had a couple of HDMI outputs that would have resolved this problem. Personally, my setup is a 55-inch LED, my Xbox One, and a 28-inch LED for my cable box. So I can switch between the two whenever I wish. Has anyone else had this problem where if you truly use the Xbox One as your center media device, you have problems with trying to do two things at once because of the lack of HDMI outputs. Thanks, guys. Keep the show up. It's a great show. It's great to hear a show where people are not using profanities and it's a reasonable chat that I always enjoy every week. So from the UK, this is Catflap1970. Keep the good work up. Thanks, Catflap. I appreciate the voicemail. Apologize if it was a little loud there for you guys at the beginning. Um, normally the voicemails have been real quiet. You guys couldn't hear them, but with our new system it works a lot better. So about halfway through there I was able to drop it down a few bars and make it a little quieter for you. So we'll get that corrected in the future so hopefully it didn't blast anybody's ears out. Um, so Robin Brun, what... Um, well, first of all, he uh, he was asking if the Connect audio capabilities will be pushed. Um, I think I think they're going to continue to expand on it. 
I hope they do. Like I said, I've said several times, I want them in other things, like my fan over here. I wish I could just talk to my fan and tell it to turn on. <laughs> Instead of, <laughs> I'm like, because the remote is like over by my chair. It's not on my desk where it normally is. So I'd, I'd have to get up and walk away. But if I could just say fan on, there we go. <laughs> I want more voice control things in my house. The Xbox One is really... Because I always had my Kinect unplugged on the 360. The Xbox One has made me want voice control and other things. I've been downstairs, and I'll get up to leave, and I'll be like, Xbox... Uh, oh, never mind. Wrong room. Because <laughs> I want to turn everything off. So then I'm like, where's the remote, you know? Um, I would love to see it expanded, and I'd love to see Microsoft be able to expand it into the OS it is there are speech recognition capabilities in the surface which are like connect the connect audio stuff so it's already in the surface tablet um, so I you know we could expand this stuff into your desktops and TVs and, and other appliances and stuff throughout our homes and you know I think they will I think Microsoft has their you know, they didn't develop this just simply for video gaming because we've seen Connect used in things like the medical community and stuff like that. So there's other applications, a lot of stuff that Microsoft is pursuing with Connect. So, you know, I think that, yeah, we'll see a lot more stuff being pushed and better language understanding and, you know, uh, especially for like our friends that aren't in the U.S. that can't use connect because they don't have the audio language stuff yet i think we'll see improvements in that too what do you guys think am i off my rocker with that one <laughs> well i agree with you just uh something like that with the amount of time that they've spent developing it i'm sure the r&d dollars and so forth it'd be silly to just lock it into one particular product they're going to expand it and it's something that I think we're going to see across all different sorts of devices where we're going to have voice control because now we can do it. Like years ago, Microsoft bought a company called TellMe, which I think did, I think a lot of TellMe's technology is probably used within a lot of this voice recognition uh, software. And even what Google's done, I know Google's a competitor. I mean, what they've done with voice has been phenomenal. Uh, just a quick little anecdote on that as well, where a couple of years ago, Google offered a free directory service. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was like 1-800-GOOG-411, where you could just get free directory assistance, and it was all speech-based. And it turns out, at least I heard the reason why they offered that, especially on an 800 number, and it's free versus paying. I think directory service was, or directory assistance was like a buck 50 a buck 80 per call otherwise yeah. with the telephone company they were using it to capture speech patterns from people and they ran it for a couple of years and they got millions of you know different accents and questions and it was to me i think it's like a, a genius way of uh collecting data you just offer a free service and the free service is, is not what you're giving away. You're actually like collecting information from people. That's like clever. But, you know, you can see how it's integrated into phones. And you said the Surface and the Connect. I mean, that's stuff that's it's going to be here 
like 10, 15 years from now, I think it's going to be in just about every product. It's going to be a TV. You're not going to need a remote. You're just going to tell your TV, you know, change the channel one, two, three, and it'll just do it. And it'll do it perfectly. Is what we've got now with the Connect. I know Connect's second generation essentially, but it is literally just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. It is, you know, the most basic of capabilities and what's coming down the road is really what everyone's shooting for and it's going to be the impressive stuff. And, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, we're not going to be able to live without it. We're going to think yep. back in the days of, like, I was just thinking uh, the other day about how, heck, when I was younger, they used to have remote controls that, well, there was two kinds. There was clickers. <laughs> Remember those? It was yep. like Zenith had them. You yep. depress that little button. They go click. <laughs> and like four buttons and it would change the channels. I mean, like, was that? Like 20, like 30 channel, years ago. It was like channel up, channel down, volume up, volume down. That's all it had. That's oh, it was, it was. on and off. It was a huge box. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was... Yeah, it had channel. I think channel up and down. There was a volume that I remember used to cycle somehow. It wasn't truly like up and down. At least on my TV, it was. It would step through a couple of different things uh. and then go back to the lowest. But and then the other alternative to that was wired remotes. Yes, I was going to say wired. Well, there was one more, but there was one more before that, even before wired. What was it that? was called. My, the kid? <laughs> my, my, yes, the kid. The parent going, go change the channel. I was the remote when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> go change it to channel three. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, we look back on that stuff and it's like, wow, you know, that was pretty archaic. And now, you know, we've got the fancy remotes, fancy screens. We don't even, you know, give them a second thought. That's yeah. how the speech stuff is going to be in 20 years, easily. Don't Don't forget the clapper now. Clapper. <laughs> yeah, Very true. And, and I mean, audio, I think, really started before Connect because Microsoft did the Microsoft Sync with the audio uh, commands and voice controls in the car. Because I've got, I got Microsoft Sync in yeah. my truck. And, you know, I have to hit a button to turn it on, but then I can speak to my car and it'll, you know, I can say call somebody and say their name and cell phone or home and it'll automatically dial them. You know, so I think that's really cool. And that's only going to continue. So, you know, Connect brought it to the video game, brought it into the home. And I think, yeah, we're going to see the audio capabilities far expand. And, and Microsoft is in different places. So it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, because just getting the audio is not a big deal. The interpretation is what is the tough thing. And that's the thing that's going to evolve. Yeah. Because there's so many different ways that you can phrase things, you know, in the English language alone, let alone, you know, whatever the other locales are that the systems are being sold in. Yep. Like, you know, just to tell, say, uh, you know, right now we're kind of locked into certain phrases, but eventually it's going to be natural language. You know, it could be anything from, let's say, turning on a TV, you can say, uh, I'd like to watch TV or turn on the TV or, you know, I want to watch Seinfeld. There, there's so many different ways that you can phrase these things, and mm -hmm. that's what's going to evolve. Well, now, Cortana's coming to the Xbox One. Yep. So that's going to take connect to the... Um... <laughs> Cortana will tell you jokes. <laughs> 
I I was listening to, I think it was the Week in Tech. I think it was Rob. I think it was that guy. Was it Paul Therott? I think it yeah. was th- that show that he's on. I think it was him and Leo and Mary Jo. I think it was Paul. Oh, that that's was, the Windows Weekly. Or Windows Weekly. Right. I think it was on that show where he yeah. actually was talking to, because he had the beta of it, and they was like, or no, you know what? It might have been on Major Nelson. I think it was. It was on Major Nelson's show with, I think E was on there, and he had the, and he was like, Cortana, tell me a joke. And she would tell a joke. And they were actually kind of funny. <laughs> they actually had her do a couple. So I'm like, that's funny. You know, so yeah. I actually tried it with Siri, and it's like I, I don't understand that, or I can't, you know, I'm like ah, Siri, you suck. <laughs> and then of course she's like, "That's very rude of you." <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, Cortana coming to Xbox will. It, it, so again, there you go. The audio capabilities are going to be improved upon and expanded on. So, all right. So his second thing, and I. I I didn't completely understand this. I don't know if you guys caught his whole thing, um, but he was saying that the X1 cannot really truly be used as a media device because it only has one HDMI output. Um, I, I mean, I'm the. I guess that doesn't affect me because mine's in my office. I got the biggest TV in the house. <laughs> Go figure. Of course, it's in my office. But I mean, no one else really uses it, so it only serves one purpose at a time. Unless I'm watching the credits for Watch Dogs, where I would then snap TV and watch TV while the stupid credits for Watch Dogs roll on for 20 minutes. Um, have you guys had any issues with using... Do you guys use your Xbox One as a, as a sole media device to control everything? I don't. What? What? I mean, I, I think I do. What do you What do you mean? Well, well, I and I couldn't quite understand because he said he's got like two TVs and he has to output switch between them with his cable box on one and his Xbox One on one. But if the Xbox One, I think if I am understanding correctly, if his Xbox One was a true media device, it should have multiple HDMI outs. That way that, it, that you could play a game on one TV while someone's watching TV on the other TV all being served off the Xbox One. I, I think that's the way I took his question. But you can't do that. You can snap TV or snap the game, but that's mm-hmm. not what they want. He has two monitors, so say you got two TVs in front of you, your wife's watching TV on one, and you can play a video game on the other one. And the Xbox One serves both. So he's saying it's not really a true media device until it has multiple HDMI outputs. Well, whether you tie everything into a receiver first, you still only have one monitor out cable going to your screen, even with uh, like DirecTV, it's still only going to be sending the signal to one TV at a time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I I'm not really sure. So what I can, what I will say is, Catflap, I'm going to call on. Oh, I and I apologize. I think it's Kristoff, is our AV guy in our group. I believe it's Dark Kristoff. Is he's? I I know there was someone in our group that's big into installing all this type of stuff. So he might be able to answer that in the uh, Facebook group. Um, so I'll, I'm, I'm calling out to you, Christoph, or anybody that is an AV person that, that may be able to answer that question. Can you guys go out and post it into our Facebook group and uh, hopefully answer that for CatFlap? So, or call in using a voicemail and uh, answer it. We'll play it next week. 
So yeah, I, I can see it. You know, failing where you're the DVR capabilities, you're not able to record TV to the hard drive. I understand that, but right. uh, it's play unless you're in a because um, if you're in full screen, you're only going to see one thing or the other. Either you're playing the game full screen or you're watching TV full screen. Other than that, you're going to be in split screen. Right. All right. Well, thanks for the voicemail. Hopefully we uh, answered some questions and didn't make things more confusing. Um, you can also email us, uh, contact at thesexboxlife.com, and you can reach out to us via Twitter. Uh, but we don't monitor it. I don't. Brun might on occasion, so if you reach us that way, you may or may not hear back from us. If you do hear from me, it'll be way late. <laughs> I check it about once a month. Um, all right, so let's go in. Rob, do we have any retail releases this week? That's a very good question, Mark. Let me take a look. <laughs> All right, so first off for the Xbox 360, we have Sacred 3. I don't recall this game from before. Did they just sneak this one in? Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's not it's not one that's been yeah. a lot of I've not heard anything about it. Yeah. It's a role-playing game, Sacred 3, from publisher Deep Silver. Yeah, Deep Silver, They uh, those are the uh, Dead Island guys. Yeah. So. And that's it. Uh, the rest of the titles come out later in the month. Then for the Xbox One, uh, we're looking at a big nothing this week. Big blank. Like like you see on the screen right now, blank. Yeah. So where That's might right. where might one purchase the Sacred Three if they so wish to do, to purchase that game? That's a good question, man. Because uh, I know the perfect place where you can purchase that. You can also purchase uh, a case of chewing gum, and also <laughs> a uh, support your favorite podcast, and that is Amazon.com. Just go to our affiliate link at thisxboxlife.com slash Amazon. That's forward slash Amazon. And it'll take you to where you need to go. Alright. Well, that takes us out of here for this week. So if you listen to us on your podcast, uh, if you listen to us on audio, please rate us five stars or you know, rate us highly, please, with your podcast app of choice. We certainly appreciate that. And uh, as always, we always enjoy hearing your voicemails. Um, so now that we got it working right so we can hear everybody, please send us in some voicemails. We appreciate it. And uh, we, I think, Rob, we're going to have another giveaway here coming up soon. So we need to we need to plan something. Maybe Maybe next week we can do another contest. I got money to spend, buddy. We got money to spend. I say we give it back out to the community. What did we do last time? $60 gift cards, right? We did three of them. Times three. Yeah. Times three. I think we could do that maybe again here real soon. A couple, couple more $60 gift cards. Community maybe. seemed to like that. So. All righty. Well, you guys, Rob, Bo, you got any last words before we take off? Nope. Yes, Alrighty. Well, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, I am Mark, aka Wingman709. I am taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Prestar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch y'all next week. I'm Bo, Ben Faloki. Until later. <laughs>